0: Sprite Castle, Sprite Castle, Sprite Castle, you Rob O'Hara, Sprite Castle. Hello and welcome to Sprite Castle, the show in which we play, discuss, and review Commodore 64 games. My name is Rob Flack O'Hara and on this episode of Sprite Castle we will be discussing Commando. Do you know what the soldier's name is in Commando? Stay tuned to find out the answer to this question. Before we get started with this episode's game, let's check the Daily Sun for this week's Paperboy Headlines. I know it's been a few weeks since I did an episode of Sprite Castle. My family and I went on vacation and I took a little break. So now we are back and of course the news headlines piled up while I was gone. Here are just a few of the headlines I ran across. Yape 1.0.7 has been released. Yape is a Commodore Plus 4 emulator. So if you're interested in the Commodore Plus 4, I'm more of a 64 guy myself. But if you want to check out the Plus 4, there's a new version of Yape out. J-SID Player 2 has also, uh, a new version has been released. That is a Java-based SID player for the PC. So if you want to check that out, I will have links to these. In the show notes, which you can find at spritecastle.com, there's also a new version of the NIB tools. If you are like me, a person who frequently archives physical Commodore 64 discs into D64 disc images, I do that uh, with the zoom floppy, the USB uh, interface that goes between your PC and a 1541 or 1571, or I suppose a 1581 disc drive. Uh, I use the NIB tools all the time. So uh, there's a new version of those. Again, uh, I'll put links to that in the show notes. If you are a Commodore 64 developer, there have been a couple of updates that have been released. The C64 Studio version 4.2 was recently released, as was CBM Program Studio version 330. Uh, So those are both very handy. Uh, I believe they call them cross-development tools. In other words, you can develop a uh, Commodore 64 software on your IBM PC. And it's much simpler <laughs> doing it this way and having all your tools and windows open uh, than trying to do everything directly on uh, a vintage Commodore 64 128. So uh, if you are into software developing or have been wanting to try your hand at it, check out one of those tools. And also check out Steve Morrow's brand new series of Commodore 64 programming tutorials. I believe these cover uh, the basics of Commodore basic and they are free videos that are available on YouTube. And again, I will add the link to that, to the show notes. So if you've been, uh, you know, if you're like me spent spend a lot of time playing games on the Commodore 64, but you've been wanting to try your hand at programming, then, uh, Steve Morrow's videos are a good way to get started. Finally, I want to mention the Armiga 500. I try to keep Sprite Castle mostly about the Commodore 64, but a friend of mine sent me a link to the Armiga 500. It is a uh, uses a tiny motherboard similar to the Raspberry Pi, but it is dedicated to booting up into an Amiga 500. Emulator and this thing is small. The uh, review I read said it's about the size of a matchsticks box. It's a little bit larger than what I would consider a matchstick box to be, but it's still very, very small. It's something you could easily attach to the back of a, a TV and leave it there and forget about it and just power the thing up and boot your TV up into playing Amiga game. So it's kind of a cool thing. I will. Uh, add a link to the show notes to information about the Armiga 500. If you're interested in that. Now let's get on to the King of the Castle. This episode's King of the Castle is Steve Shripa. Is it Shripa? Shripa? I don't know. Sorry, Steve. Uh, Steve correctly guessed. That last episode's song, which was for the game Jumpman, was Jumpin' Jack Flash. So congratulations to Steve. You are this episode's king of the castle. I do want to give a shout-out to Cody Hoffman. Cody is the first person to use the voice mailbox to submit a guest. So now all the different forms of communication with Sprite Castle have been used to make guesses. If you would like to be next episode's King of the Castle, all you need to do is correctly identify the secret 8-bit song played during the show's closing credits. The song will not be from the game discussed in the episode, but will relate to the episode's theme or title in some way. For example, Jumping Jack Flash and Jumpman. Once you have correctly identified the secret song, the first person to send the song title to me either through Facebook, Twitter, email, or the show's voice mailbox will be the next episode's king of the castle. All those contacts are listed in the show's closing credits. Those are this week's headlines brought to you by my local paper boy who just broke up a robbery. All right. Boy, what a headache. Now that we've covered this week's news, let's discuss this week's snack. Crack the egg into the bowl. Crack, 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 crack the egg into the bowl. Talking Snack. This week's game is Commando. There is no food in Commando. There is no food other than MREs, which have to do with the military. There are not even any bananas or mangoes. Uh, in commando and that really left me stuck this week. And so I, I hit up some friends of mine and they suggested that slang for a grenade would be pineapple. So maybe I could eat some pineapple, uh, which sounded much better than an MRE. And I just found out that Sonic, now has a delicious pineapple shake <laughs> covered with whipped cream and a cherry. So instead of eating an MRE, I did have a pineapple shake while I was working on the show notes, and that was much better uh, than eating nasty old food from an MRE. So a little bit of a stretch for this week's episode, but I was uh, kind of at a loss as to what to pick. So Well, let's get started with this week's show right after this brief commercial. My name's Doug McCoy, and I like podcasts about the things that interest me. So, what interests me? Movies from the 80s, anthology TV shows, and just a bunch of random junk like the Atari 2600, the Nintendo, comic books, and all that good stuff from my childhood. So, if you are interested in the things I'm interested in, come to McCoycast.wordpress.com or find the podcast on iTunes and Stitcher. Commando was published for the Commodore 64 in 1985 by Data East. It is a one-player game that uses joystick controls. And I guess keyboard controls, you could say, because you also have to use the space bar while you're playing. Uh, this is a port of the 1985 arcade game of the same name, released by Capcom. Data East Corporation and Data East USA, their United States partner, Released several Commodore 64 games, I believe uh, 25 combined games that include titles such as Bad Dudes, Batman the Movie, Breakthrough, Burger Time, Ikari Warriors, Karate Champ Karnov, Kid Nicky, Radical Ninja, Kung Fu Master, Tag Team Wrestling, The Real Ghostbusters, and Vigilante. So lots and lots of classic Commodore 64 games put out through Data East. Commando was programmed by Chris Butler. His name also appears in the credits of Z Pilot, Space Harrier, Ghosts of Goblins, Seven Twenty, Power Drift, and Ninja Spirit. The graphics were provided by Rory Green and Chris Harvey. Rory Green's name is also attached to the Fall Guy, Bomb Jack. Uh, Space Harrier, Ghosts and Goblins, Ikari Warriors, and Double Dragon 2. Chris Harvey's name also appears in Airwolf and Paperboy. The Fall Guy also in Bombjack, and he has gone on and done uh, lots of modern games. He was involved in Spyro 1 and 2, and he was the director of technology for MTV's Celebrity Deathmatch, released in 2003. Probably the most famous person associated with uh, Commando is Rob Hubbard. Rob Hubbard provided the sound music, uh, for commando Rob Hubbard provided music for more than 75 different titles and his music is considered to be some of the best music ever created on the Commodore 64. So the minute you hear Rob Hubbard stuff, you know that, uh, you're going to hear quality music. Put this game in the context of the time. It was released in 1985. The movie Commando uh, was released in 1985. Also, we have First Blood, which was the first Rambo movie in 1982, and Rambo First Blood Part 2, which was also released in 1985. So those were popular films of the time. Uh, The manual explains how to play the game. And so from the manual, we have... As the Crack shot Commando, your mission is to move forward into enemy territory. You must destroy the enemy and their base by passing through the iron walls. Use the joystick to maneuver your soldier. Press the fire button to shoot and press the space bar on the keyboard to throw grenades. Dodge all bullets and grenades. That's good advice, even in real life. Trees and other obstacles can be used for cover. Do not fall into rivers and ponds. Beware of trucks and jeeps. They will ram into you. Pick up enemy grenades and boxes and use them against the enemy. Each box contains one grenade. Win bonus points by rescuing prisoners and destroying the enemy leaders and destroying the enemy headquarters. So that's basically how you play the game. You are going to run. The game is going to scroll from the top to bottom. So it is a top-down uh, scrolling shoot 'em up in which you shoot everybody you see. <laughs> Makes it easy. The title screen, this game boots up into uh, the Commando logo. You'll see at the top of the screen, it says presented by Elite. So this game was programmed by Elite. Uh, It was a conversion of a Capcom game and distributed by Data East, if you can follow all that. Uh, Underneath the Commando logo, uh, you will hear some of uh, Rob Hubbard's classic Commodore 64 tunes. You will also see screenshots of the game cycling through some of the game's various locations. When you're ready to begin blasting away, you press the fire button to start. (laughs) Controls are pretty simple. You can move your soldier in eight different directions. Uh, As the instruction said, the fire button shoots your machine gun while the space bar launches grenade. Uh, Again, the goal is to shoot all enemies and advance to the next level. At the end of each level, there will be an onslaught of soldiers and you will have to dodge grenades and bullets as you shoot all the uh, enemies. Also, along the way, you may see hostages which are being held against their will. And if you shoot the soldiers that are uh, guarding the hostages, you will rescue the hostages and get bonus points. When Elite was originally programming this port of Commando, they were asked to make a version that would fit entirely in memory. That way it could be a cassette-loading game as well as a disc-based game. And so this version, the original version of Commando, only contains three levels instead of the uh, eight that are originally included in the arcade. And like I said, they did that so that the game would fit entirely in memory. Uh, You run through the jungle, there's a jungle level, there's enemy fortress level, and so on and so forth. And uh, as I mentioned, the game just continually scrolls until you reach to the top and you reach the final onslaught of soldiers that will attack you at the end of each level. Uh, Your commando fellow is very fast, or perhaps the things coming at him are very slow, but you are able to mostly outrun bullets and grenades, and so you will have to do that (laughs) throughout the game. On June 30th, 1988, commando was placed on the infamous German index by the BPJS. There's a lot of information about this that is in German, and I, will, I have hard enough time reading people's names, <laughs> the kings of the castle, so I'm not going to try to butcher uh, some of these words in German. Uh, but the uh, translation of uh, the BPJS, uh, is basically the Federal Department for Media Harmful to Young Persons. And this is a German organization. And listeners, if there's somebody in Germany that can let me know, but I believe this is still um, in effect. I believe this is still a operating group. Uh, and what they do is they find uh, media and they ban it, any media that might be uh, offensive to the young people of Germany. When the uh, game or a book or a movie or whatever is banned, it is put on an index, which is known as indexing. uh, And the decision has uh, some different implications. They cannot be sold. They cannot be advertised where miners can see it. They can't be uh, sold to minors, and so on and so forth. So if you have a uh, arcade game or a video game, you can't run ads in magazines uh, or television commercials and so on and so forth. So that uh, would really prevent uh, a game like this without electronic means like modems and, and BBSs and the Internet from uh, uh, getting into the hands of impressionable youth. How terrible, uh, the index. I looked through the index and some of the games that appear on the index include Carmageddon one and two doom two into the Eagle's nest. I wonder why Germany wouldn't like that one. <laughs> Grand theft auto, vice city, GI Joe and bodacious Bodine's Bordello beauties. And I only list that one because I want to be the only podcast ever that has ever mentioned the title bodacious Bodine's Bordello beauties. Which will be the next episode, (laughs) (laughs) though. That'd be great if it was, though. (laughs) Also, your character in this game, if you uh, read the material, some of the supplied material, it's not mentioned directly in the game. uh, But your character's name is Super Joe. And Super Joe is a character that gets recycled in multiple Capcom titles. He is also the star of Bionic Commando, also known as Top Secret. And... Super Joe is the star of the game Speed Rumbler. So Super Joe has had a long and varied military career in the Capcom universe. Some of the reviews at the time, uh, computer and video game magazine gives it nine out of 10 back in 1986. Commodore force gave it 77%. Commodore horizons gave it a seven out of 10. Commodore user gave it a four out of five and your computer magazine Gave it 4 out of 5 as well. And finally, Zap gave it 77%. So uh, this game tends to rank fairly well among reviewers and gamers. It is a difficult game. Uh, one bullet kills you. You do not have any health built up. So you do start with uh, several extra men. But if you're not fast at dodging bullets and grenades and later on uh, holes and jeeps, <laughs> then you will go through your extra man very quickly. Let's talk about some of the ports of Commando. Like I mentioned before, it started as an arcade game by Capcom, released in 1985. And it was also released for the Commodore 64 in 1985. Other systems that the game was ported to include the Commodore Amiga, the Amstrad CPC, the Apple II, Atari 2600, which is sort of kind of terrible, but not, you know, eh, it's the Atari. Atari 7800, Atari ST, the BBC Micro, Commodore 16, Commodore Plus 4, the Intellivision got a version, which is interesting, Uh, MSX, NES, PC-88. There is a PC booter version, which is absolutely horrible. (laughs) Four colors of Commando greatness. Uh, And the ZX Spectrum. It has also been released on several of the modern consoles' uh, downloadable uh, stores, including PlayStation 3, the Wii, and the Xbox 360, and I believe those are all the uh, arcade version that you can get on those. Let's talk about the mess (laughs) of ports and sequels uh, that have to do with Commando. So I will try to make this as clear as possible, but it could get confusing. First of all, there was a German version of Commando, after the game was banned, it was re-released as Space Invasion, and all the soldiers, the graphics of the soldiers, were replaced with white androids. So the entire game is the same, except for the enemies have been replaced uh, by white robots. So that's the first one that came out. Now, Elite, who programmed this version of Commando for the Commodore 64, owned the rights to do conversions. And so they actually released... Uh, another version called commando 86 commando 86, which came out a year later in 1986, uh, is not very much like commando. It's kind of like if you were to take commando and mix it with gauntlet and it was not received well by the gaming public. There was a game though, called who dares wins, (laughs) which by the way, who dares wins is named. Uh, after a British war film from 1982, which I did not know at the time. And I thought who dares wins was a, uh, a very odd, uh, oddly worded title. I did not know, uh, anything about the elite special air service, which is apparently, uh, who dares wins is their motto. Uh, Roger Ebert. Set of the movie, there are so many errors of judgment, strategy, behavior, and simple plausibility in the film that we just give up and wait for it to end. You know, you're in trouble when the movie's audience knows more about terrorism than the terrorists. So apparently it's not a very well respected movie, but uh, the game was very good. In fact, it was almost exactly like Commando, including the layouts. And so elite sued the company that released Who Dares Wins, but all they did was change around the layouts of each level and re-released it as Who Dares Wins 2. So I actually, as a kid, thought that Who Dares Wins and Who Dares Wins 2 were just uh, ports of Commando somehow or different versions of Commando, but actually they were just um, very similar uh, copies. Now, Commando, as I mentioned, has some limitations as compared to the arcade version. For example, it only has three levels instead of eight. And also because there are so many sprites on the screen, so many soldiers and bullets and grenades and explosions and Jeeps and all these other things, there's quite a bit of flicker to solve this. Someone released a new version for the Commodore 64 called Commando Arcade. Uh, This version does have eight levels instead of three. Uh, And some of the notes here, it says multiplexing was fixed. So uh, that basically removed all the flickering that we saw in the original. Uh, There is a extra title screen and the start animation uh, so the game starts off the same way as the arcade version where a helicopter comes in and drops Super Joe down instead of uh, uh, the original version where it just drops you and uh, you start going. It also added the option of throwing grenades by holding down the fire button. Uh, now, Who Dares Wins also did that. So this was kind of like somebody, you know, borrowing from somebody who borrowed from from you <laughs> later on. Uh, and they also fixed a bunch of different things. But they didn't update the uh, uh, graphics or music or anything. However, uh, in March of 2015, so just a few months ago, Nostalgia released a special edition. So this is called Commando Arcade Special Edition. Uh, and it has totally new graphics done by STE86, the same guy that did the graphics for Donkey Kong Jr., which I mentioned, plus all the above features uh, that I had mentioned about the Commodore Arcade. So if you're wanting to check out Commando For the Commodore 64, this is the version. So on the Sprite Castle website under Downloads, I will add links to both the original and to the Commodore, I'm sorry, the uh, Commando Arcade Special Edition. And so if you want to play the original, uh, you can play the original. But this version is definitely the definitive version of Commando as far as I'm concerned for the Commodore 64. And now let's get into my personal memories of Commando. All right, time travelers. In 1985, I went on a school field trip to Washington, D.C. It's one of those trips that you save up your money and you pay and and you and your classmates get to go to Washington, D.C. And so I got to go to our nation's capital for the first time. And on one of the days, they took us to a mall that had a big food court. And we were at the food court and each of us had, uh, our daily amount of money. I think it was five dollars we had for lunch. This was, uh, back in 1985 and that would get you a pretty good lunch. Uh, and they said, go on your way and go find some food. And so everybody went to different places in the food court, uh, to find things to eat. And as I walked by, I saw a bunch of arcade games in the middle of the food court and they had commando, which I had never seen before. And I thought the graphics were fantastic. I love, love this style of artwork. It's um sprite, you know, I mean it's uh it's pixel art, but it's very detailed and, and uh everything looks 3D ish and I just fell in love with it. And so I took my five dollars, I skipped lunch, and I went and got five dollars worth of tokens. <laughs> and I played Commando while everyone else ate lunch. Uh I stood by myself and Went through five dollars worth of tokens on Commando. Absolutely loved it, and so I've I've always enjoyed uh, Commando. C- the Commodore version was passable. I never thought that it was as good as the arcade, but it was pretty good. But this new Commando arcade, especially the special edition version, is really, really good. So, uh, and when I was into my phase of collecting arcade games, I ran across a completely original commando cabinet, uh, complete with uh, the bezel marquee, all the artwork on the sides, everything was in really good condition. Had a brand new monitor put in and, uh, the guy that sold it to me sold it for, I think $250 is what I paid for it. Uh, it was one of the favorite games that I owned. Um, a lot of people saw it and had good memories of commando. And so I, I really played the heck out of that machine. And, uh, Uh, Of course, as a kid, I didn't have access to an arcade machine, and so we had Commando for the Commodore 64, and I played the heck out of it as well. So definitely a game that I have good memories of, uh, that I enjoyed playing, and that I enjoy playing uh, still today. It's very hard. It's a very difficult game, but uh, uh, with practice, you get better. For graphics, Commando gets four out of five grenades. The graphics look really good. Uh, music, it gets five out of five grenades. Rob Hubbard has done a fantastic job of taking the uh, arcade tunes and, and sound effects and, and done all that and done a just a tremendous job on this game. Uh, overall gameplay, I give Commando four out of five grenades. It is a really good arcade conversion. Uh, it's very fun. It's very difficult, uh, like I said, but... If you play long enough, you can get good at it. Uh, I recommend trying out the Commando Arcade Special Edition version as well. The new graphics and the new music. It's just a, a really outstanding version of not only a Commando port, but just a really good game for the Commodore 64. So definitely check that out. Thanks again for tuning into Sprite Castle. The next game I will be covering is 1985's Friday the 13th by Domark. If you'd like to play Friday the 13th before the next show is released, head on over to SpriteCastle.com and click the downloads link at the top of the page where you can download Commodore 64 emulators and all the games that have been reviewed on the show. If you'd like to send me feedback about this or any other episode of Sprite Castle, you can email me directly at RobOHara at RoboHara.com. Contact me on Twitter at Commodork. Follow the show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Sprite Castle, or leave me a voicemail on the Flack podcast hotline at 405-486-YDKF. SpriteCastle is available from iTunes, Stitcher Radio, the SpriteCastle.com RSS feed, and through throwbacknetwork.net, your home for quality retro podcasts. To hear more podcasts from me, check out You Don't Know Flack, Throwback Reviews, and the No Quarter Podcast. You can find links to these and all of my shows at robohara.com forward slash podcasts. Many of the news articles and game details for Sprite Castle come from websites such as Commodore is Awesome, the Commodore Scene Database, Lemon64, and Moby Games. For links to these and more websites, check out the list of links on the right-hand side of SpriteCastle.com. Thanks again for listening. Now get back to tossing your grenades, and we'll see you here next time on Sprite Castle.